Welcome to HMH Learning Moments, a production of Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. This is Teachers in America, hosted by HMH's Director of Content and Programming, Noelle Morris. In this mini-sode, we sit down with guest Bianca Cole in early June to discuss teaching through historical moments. Bianca is a middle school special education and language arts teacher outside of Seattle, Washington. When school closures began to take place due to COVID-19, Bianca made the leap from the classroom to teaching her students virtually from home. She had to quickly familiarize herself with two platforms, the one that her own school was using and the one used by her son's school so that she could help him navigate his online learning as well. Bianca is also an avid writer and runs a teacher-parent blog called BeLikeBianca.com. That's the letter B, like Bianca.com, where she shares classroom strategies and lifestyle advice. As protests take place across the U.S., HMH stands in solidarity with the Black community. Our belief is the same as that of our guest, that education is an important step in combating racism. Now, here's Bianca and Noelle. Welcome to Teachers in America podcast. Can you tell our audience a little bit about you and what is happening in your home remote classroom? Hi, thank you for having me. So I've been teaching since 2012. I started just in language arts and then went into special education when I found out my son was developmentally delayed. And so special education has been a passion for me and I've enjoyed working as a special education teacher for the past going on eight, nine years. Today, I'm feeling like I'm coming to the end of my distance learning, not just with my students, but with my son. And it's just been a, it's been, it has its good days and it has had its challenges and it's just been a learning moment for the both of us. You brought up a couple of things that I definitely want us to dig into further especially being a teacher and a mom and supporting your own child's learning. But Bianca, one of the things I wanted to bring to our audience is actually talking about you living in the Pacific Northwest, in the part of the country where some of the initial conversations of where, as a country, everyone was figuring out what COVID was. Can you Think about where you were and what was happening. Well, I remember, I want to say at the end of February, that last weekend in February, I remember being in downtown Seattle and I noticed there wasn't anybody wearing any masks, even though we knew that there's COVID-19 and people had a, a worried sense. But I remember being in that moment in downtown and being afraid to cough because I have asthma, but I was afraid to cough because I didn't want people to think I was sick. And then coming back that Monday to school, that's when I remember a lot of students started asking questions about it and teachers were talking about it. We didn't know that we were heading into closure. And so we just were navigating into the unknown. And we, as teachers, we like to be prepared. We like to have things planned out. We like to, to know what's what it looks like down the road, and we didn't have that. So, Bianca, as you were transitioning into school closure, and you think about March to April, compared to the transition of where you are now, as you said, coming to the end of your distance learning, 
as a teacher and as a mom, what has the full cycle been? What would you tell teachers you've learned about, you've been concerned about, and you've decided, you know what, that's not something I necessarily need to worry about or think about now? Well, I learned what's what's really kind of funny is I learned to be comfortable with hearing my voice on video. I started just having to learn different learning platforms or platforms where I could teach. And so my son goes to a school that's not in the district that I teach in, and he he uses Google Classroom while we use Microsoft Teams. So I'm learning both Google Classroom and Microsoft Teams so I can navigate for him and then navigate for my own students. And so I've been learning how to make videos and recording myself on these videos so I can have it prepared for my students and trying to learn how to just get to the tech things behind it so I can teach my students and teach their parents. But that's how, that was probably the biggest concern is I don't know how to help my students when they're having problems getting logged in. And usually when I was in the classroom, oh, I'm right there. That was probably the biggest concern is not being able to help them how I wanted to help them. And I guess some things that kind of set our district back a little bit was our students weren't ready for distance learning and in a way that they didn't have laptops at home and they were not used to the Microsoft Teams program. They weren't savvy for email correspondence and but they did have the sense of like, oh, I know how to use YouTube. So that's why I decided to make videos because I felt like that was something that they could be comfortable with that they knew how to use. As we're coming into the end of our school year, I think one thing that might kind of hold them back a little bit is the packets. We were, we were passing out learning packets. To them. They felt like they had to do the learning packets and do the online learning. And I felt like one, one or the other was best. And some students were trying to do both and keep up and that probably heightened their stress and their frustration levels a little bit more. Thank you for for sharing that. And I know that many of our listeners and our fellow teachers will relate to that. Similar to what I want to talk to you about now, which is, I think you're about to be going through some additional changes, right? You're going to be consolidating two middle schools into one. Something that should be so exciting What are your emotions now about this new change and what are you doing to prepare and, and be ready and motivate yourself? This was my very first year in this district and in this building. And so I didn't have kind of the emotions that some of the teachers that's, that have been in there 10 years or 20 years, but it was new to me and I wanted to experience the entire school year. I wanted to be able to go to the assemblies and participate in the eighth grade graduations and just be there as a teacher. And I was getting comfortable, but I felt like I just moved in in August and already had to move out at the beginning of April. So goals that we worked on in September, we usually reflect back on in June and we weren't able to do that as a classroom. And then in January, we we wrote letters to ourselves and I started receiving some of the letters in just this week that we're going to discuss online, but just being able to have that feeling in the classroom and that team feeling, the family kind of feeling that we have as a classroom, we won't be able to experience that. So I know for a lot, a lot of other teachers that were there, 
they that have been there a long time, they are trying to preserve that family feeling that they always had in their building. And we've been making a lot of videos and doing virtual tours of the school building before it's going to get demolished because it's going to be an industrial site going forward. The fact that you just said your students are returning letters and they're writing, it shows you that even from their perspective, what they need for closure and part of their tradition of the last day of school, they're also searching for. So I I applaud you for that. And I know and can imagine that reading those letters is going to bring more emotion out that as a teacher and as a mom that you're going to be processing and, and working through. Let's talk about the realities of you now have been home for three months. You have been a primary teacher for your son as you know, he's engaged in remote. What did the typical conversations and day with the two of you look like and sound like? Early on, I made him a schedule. I wanted him to only focus on a class subject or two a day. I didn't want him to have to work on all of his subjects because I know he gets frustrated with that. We have a great relationship where he is able to ask me when he needs help and let me know that he's struggling in some areas. And so when I talk to him and check in with him, we have to have separate times of of working. So I go in and I start teaching my class and then I have him check his assignments for the day. That's how he always starts to check his assignments for all those classes, even though he's just working on one thing. And so he's usually pretty responsive. He doesn't mind of me telling him, oh, I need you to read for 20 minutes, or I want you just to write freely for five minutes. He doesn't mind that at all. He's a pretty good kid, but doesn't like being in the distance learning, even though he likes staying at home. He's like, I, I like to stay at home, but I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. So, right. He, so, so when I assign him like extra things, so I assigned him an ex, like a reading assignment, he doesn't mind. He, just continues with it and he sits next to me and he reads and I ask him questions and and we just kind of just work together and it's kind of just been a little bit more natural as time went on. We did lose a little bit of our steam starting out. I know in the first like two weeks we were we were going really strong and then I could see him getting frustrated and I just tell him, hey, we could save that for tomorrow or you know, let's save that for for a Saturday where I have more free time to work with you. So tell me what toolkit and what you're going to be thinking about this summer as you're planning going into school year 2020-2021. Well, I've been using, I think there's probably like four big things I've been using. One is my reader response cards, and I uh, use that with my son. And it's just, you know, a really quick reader reflection that students can choose from. And so... I want to, I feel like even at, if you're at home or at school, if you need something, if you're a parent and you just need something for your, your child to do, the reader response cards are very, very easy and simple to incorporate when your student is just reading a book that of their choosing. So, and it's just questioning, doing the basic reader connections strategies. 
before we went into distance learning, I started working on a list of accommodations and modifications that teachers can use in the classroom. And I, I've been working on transferring that into even at home learning and distance learning and everything kind of fell into place. And I use that even within my own son, just accommodating and modifying for him uh, if I feel like he's having trouble with his projects that we kind of both have trouble with too. So I also, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I use a a paper planner and I use attendance records and grade books by hand. And I feel for me, that's a lot easier just to make quick marks, especially if my students are online Uh, and going forward, I'm going to be using my, my attendance grade planner a little bit more purposely and just making grade checks and quick marks for students that have at least got online because they may not understand the work because they're trying to keep up. And I I, want to count that for them as, you know, at least showing up for class and trying to be there for, for themselves. I, your heart comes out in your voice. I'm, I'm just like the they're tr- they're trying. What is your one piece of advice you have for new teachers joining the profession? I would say my one piece of advice would be is to build connections with students, build that relationship with them, get to know them. I always say try to learn one one thing about your student that you wouldn't normally know as a teacher. Something one personal thing about their about their life. So maybe they like skateboarding. Maybe you know what their favorite movie is. I feel that goes a long way with classroom management, um, social emotional learning, and just learning how to develop your lesson plans. So you get to know what type of learner they are. So building connections, relationships with students, that's the biggest, the number one thing I think all new teachers need to focus on. Solid advice. So Bianca, who is someone that you want to thank and why? And how did they impact your life? My senior English teacher, Mr. Grimes, he pushed the limits of English and he made it more serious and more thoughtful. I do feel like he inspired me to to do better. I was always kind of holding myself back within writing because I didn't want to share too much information. I didn't I was always wanting to be reserved. So I think he he made every single use of our classroom time and he would always promote uh, diversity on his walls and in his classroom. And, and I know he had a curriculum that he had to teach, but he always pushed the limits to make us think a little bit more. There's so much happening right now across our country. Our conversations around social injustice and valuable and much needed protesting that's happening and and the tipping points that we're at. As a mom, as a teacher, what are those conversations that you're having with your son right now? You know, as a person of color, we've had these conversations, you know, quite frequently. And I just want him to know that change starts just with one person. I try to focus on um, more of the change aspect, like what what can you do? What could we do? What do you think is best for society to do? And I always promoted education because I knew even growing up, I knew like the only way that I could change or to inspire others that might look like me because I never had a teacher that looked that looked like me until I was in ninth grade. So 
thinking about those things, I always tell them like, we have to continue education. We have to try to fight with, with within and move, move that, that way instead of maybe trying to do something that might be more of a distraction in terms of destruction. So I understand that at this point in our lives, we're, we're tired of seeing the same thing happening over and over again and getting the same outcomes over and over again. But I'm a firm believer in education paves the way for things to change. If we get more um, people educated and get them into higher positions of power, then things could change with it. And so I just, I always tell them, you know, keep reading, keep researching. If you have questions, I'm always here to answer those questions. What you just said really explains why we all somehow, if we're a teacher, we're led into this path and from different directions, not even necessarily this was right. our first chosen profession, but it's evident that you belong here and that you're needed and that we need space and to broaden our space for more people of color to be within the conversations and making change. I'm so glad that within your resilience, within your understanding of your purpose and that sense of belonging, Thank you so much for being a guest. I look forward to ongoing conversations with you. And I hope that the rest of your school year and summer is exactly what you think you can plan for it today. But I know you'll be ready for whatever it is tomorrow. So thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you. If you'd like to be a guest on the Learning Moments Teachers in America podcast, please email us at shaped at hmhco.com. Be the first to hear new episodes of Learning Moments by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please rate and review and share with your network. You can find Teachers in America on the HMH YouTube channel and read more on our Shape blog by visiting hmhco.com backslash shape for the transcript and key takeaways. The links are in the show notes. During this time, HMH is supporting educators and parents with free learning resources for students. You can visit hmhco.com backslash learning support for more information. Learning Moments is produced by Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, The Learning Company. Thanks again for listening.